0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy tools and analysis on the entire internet at the beginning of each week, or I guess at the end of each week, I look at the week ahead just as we do in our weekly previews, and I go right to HashtagBasketball.com. I go to their advanced schedule grid, which we're going to talk about right today, because we talk about this every single uh, time we do a, a week preview, and uh, I go see what my the week ahead looks like, and I start setting my roster. It's an incredible tool, and that tool is free on hashtag basketball.com. I am your host, Mike Catron, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Tyler P. Watts. What's up, Tyler?
1: Michael, it's 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 a day.
0: It's certainly a day um it is a new year um around sometime this day here i think we're like at the halfway point of the season sometime in either this um week we are leaving or the week we are going into i think we're officially hitting the halfway point of the season which i think is a big deal like uh it's it's i don't think it has like any you know true fantasy significance but like it, it, I think it does start to put the pressure on um, anyone who's not lining up towards a playoff run at this point. Because in reality, if you're in a head-to-head league, your playoffs are not going to start at the end of the year. We're we're getting close to your playoffs uh, at this point if you are in a head-to-head league. And if you're in a roto league, it's, it truly is time to kind of uh, set yourself up for the rest of the year.
1: For sure, for sure. And it's getting late early. There's a lot of injuries right now, right, too. So that's making it even harder to set your lineup and figure out who you want to play. And it's it's making it easier in some ways to use the waiver wire because there's so many people going out so fast that there's always someone available on the waiver wire, I think, that can help you.
0: Absolutely. I think there's a lot of good players out on the waiver wire, Um, even to this day. Every week, I feel like it shifts a little bit here and there um depending on the injuries depending on the playing time um and also i think this is the time of the season where leagues are won or lost right because guys who are uh or people who are managing a team that's up in the lead they might you know kind of you know take a week off or maybe not maximize their games this week or maybe go four and five and be like i oh, it's four and five whatever i'm in like second place who cares and on the flip side of that, you know, people who are uh, you know, at the bottom half of their league, right? This is a time where you can take advantage of those um, injuries. If there's injuries to good players, which unfortunately um, looks like Kevin Durant uh, just suffered an injury. Bam out of bio, Looks like he uh, might have suffered an injury as well. Joel Embiid is currently out. Some really big names are out. AD, of course, is still out. Um, which we, we you know, we said in a, in a previous episode, only a matter of time before AD goes out, but hopefully he he does come back uh, unless you, you know, unless you're playing AD for the rest of the year, that would, uh, that'd be rough. Bradley Beal's currently missing time. Crockettie Towns is still out. Uh, the list goes on and on. If you're in one of those bottom half teams, right? Chances are you don't have one of those great, great players. So now is your time to whittle your way up into a playoff running. Um, you know, scrape here, scrape there. Get a little advantage here and get yourself into a playoffs because when the playoffs hit, anything goes. Anything could happen in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, right. Including, you know, you just mentioned all these players out. What if this person has, you know, insert superstar here, who goes out that week and then you're playing against a much weaker team? Exactly.
0: If you could set yourself up to get into that playoff, um, you might just get lucky. And, and I think you, I, every year, and I say this every year, no matter what league you're in. I think it takes skill to set yourself up to win. It takes luck to actually finish in first. No matter what kind of league you're playing in, um, I think you got it. If you're playing in a league with people who know what they're doing or are actually trying, it does take luck to win.
1: Oh, for sure. All
0: right. Let's, Let's get into week 13, Tyler. Week 12, interesting week. Uh, with the um, tons of games on Monday, Wednesday, uh, Friday. Hard to get a true stream going on. I feel like Week 13, we're looking at a very even-keeled week. This feels like the the weeks that uh, last season, uh, they were trying to do a lot more of these no back-to-backs, you know, six, seven, eight games each day, you know, not these, like, very high, you know, 11, 12 games a day, three games the next day, 12, three, like it used to be. Um, I feel like this season we haven't seen a lot of these weeks where the, the most games played is going to be Friday on the, uh, with nine games. That's it. Every other day, eight, seven, six. Everybody's playing three or four games except for the Brooklyn Nets. I think if you're in a weekly league, I probably don't play. I mean, Katie's probably going to be out. Uh, hopefully he's back. That'd be cool, but we don't know. Uh, I probably don't pick anybody on the Brooklyn Nets with two games this week. That's pretty, that's, that's too low.
1: Yeah, you think about Kyrie, but even that, it's, it's risky.
0: I think so. I think that's too risky. I think you can find a player who is off the waiver wire in a, um, I mean, there's plenty of teams playing four games this week. Um, chances are you're going to have an opening on most days, I would uh, imagine. Um, you no, know, I don't know. I haven't, uh, I haven't really... You know, I haven't looked at my week yet, which is what I'm doing, uh, usually when I'm doing this podcast. Um, I think you're going to have some openings each week because there's not a, 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 a night with 10 or 11 games. You should have at least one uh, opening in your starting roster for most of the nights, maybe not every night, but for most of the nights and go ahead and go look at that, see what nights there are, go match up the, uh, the teams that are playing four games. And I think, I think you can get streaming wise in in a weekly league, a four game guy if not, you could. there's going to be someone on the waiver wire, because there's games every single night, that you can pick up and put in. And depending on if you play your cards right, you could look at boosting yourself Um, I don't know, five, six, maybe even seven games this week, if you're in like a league that has even limited pickups during the week, which I hope you're not playing in an unlimited pickup league. I'm really am not a fan of those.
1: You could get a mat. You get someone from Orlando, right? Uh, they have Monday, Tuesday, back-to-back. And then if you jump on a buck, you got a Wednesday, Thursday, back-to-back. Um, which right there, you know, you two pickups, you can get four games. The Hawks have a Friday, Saturday, back-to-back. There's a, so uh, there's a third pickup where you could get six games out of three pickups.
0: Utah's got Friday,
1: Saturday, back-to-back. And we're looking
0: at a nine-game Monday next week, right? So um, quite a handful of back-to-backs. A Sunday, Monday. If you're feeling if you're feeling lucky, uh, and you're looking good halfway through the week, maybe you uh, stash one of those pickups to boost your games going into week fourteen. Because every week from here on out is incredibly important. And I think if you haven't made a trade to improve your team or shift your team in a certain direction, you should be looking over the next two weeks to try to pull the trigger on a trade. Um, if you are in a spot where you think either you're not going to make the playoffs or you need some extra help to make the playoffs, you need to um, kind of figure out how you're going to finagle your way. Uh, maybe go all in on a on a punt strategy that you weren't expecting to uh, help somebody else out. Who's also uh, trying for those uh, playoffs, do a little bit of a it's not collusion. If you're both uh, if you're both going to gain from a, a trade, it's, it's only collusion if you're, uh, you know, like, hey, man, I'll split the pot with you.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like right now is a great... I never did. It's a great time to make a trade because I feel like a lot of people are still, like, slow to warm up to some of these players, right? Like, you know, Laurie Markkinen is the 16th ranked player. I don't think many people think he's that high. Is and it... what what's unsustainable about what he's doing? Maybe the steals. It doesn't seem like there's
0: a lot. Yeah, Like, maybe the steals, but, like, it doesn't seem like... Th- he's just finally playing at a, an incredibly high level on a team in and, and a, in and a system that wants him to play in the, in the way that, you know, benefits his game. He's he's, I mean, he's also coming into his own, right? Like he's at an age where he's uh, should improve. I'm obviously very uh, pissed off about uh, the existence of Jim Boylan ruining uh, Larry Markman's ability to uh, play and stay in Chicago. Uh, Jim Boylan should not be allowed to be near uh, within a hundred feet of a basketball or basketball hoop for the rest of his life would be ideal i'm gonna see if i can get a class action lawsuit um for all uh, previous season ticket holders for the chicago bulls against jim boylan um you know, potentially we'll see we'll see what uh, we can pull off here um i got i got some interested parties uh for sure that i know who would get in on that class action lawsuit against jim boylan um but i also think like tyler this is the time of the year especially right before this is like, I would say like this is when like things like kind of cool off. Like um it's kind of like the middle of the season. Right. But for me, this is when like players that have not had good starts or maybe did not end up in the starting lineup at the beginning of the season, or maybe they're younger. Maybe they're, you know, rookie second year, third year players start poking their head up into that top 100. Um, there is definitely someone on a waiver wire right now that will finish as a as a standard league player as a maybe even a top 100 maybe even a top 75 player uh for the rest of the season
1: guaranteed. oh 100 percent um and a lot of these rookies and, and just younger players are going to start picking their games up right we see this every year where you not shoot good percentages and then as they get acclimated to the league they start playing better
0: Once they kind of get that um, that pace, um, the understanding, the reps, um, kind of like get used to um, NBA level basketball, right? Like it's wild how fast um, these dudes are out on the court. If you have ever, um, if you ever get the opportunity to see an uh, NBA game in person, um, it is wild how fast uh, it looks like a video game, right? Like it's they are making decisions, split second decisions. And you're 19 years old, 20 years old. You've never seen people play this well. If you're good or great, right? You're starting. You're finally starting to pick up not just the pace, but the tendencies. Um, you're starting to learn things from other players, uh, veterans, etc. There's uh, a couple guys I have my eye on, Tyler. I don't know if you have anybody. Uh, if you if you have your eye on anybody out there as someone who I think is going to have a nice second half, whether they're whether they're already owned. But maybe not valued properly, um, or if they are currently on a waiver wire. If you're in a, a shallower league, or, uh, or even in a even in a standard league, um, one of those guys that I got my eye on, right, is is Killian Hayes. I think, depending on your league setup and your punt strategy, et cetera, et cetera, there are players, especially in a roto league. Uh, which is a lot of the leagues I play in, who don't want to touch guys who shoot under 40%, and Killian Hayes, under 40% from the field, under 80% from free throw percentage as well, like barely under 80%. Both of those things are like no goes for me personally when it comes to Rota Leagues. But I think in Detroit, right, there is absolutely no reason why Cannot continue to move. His trajectory is going up, and he's getting better. He's you're seeing some games out there with 13 assists. You're seeing some games out there with 25 points, seven rebounds. Right? I can become more consistent, and that's someone I, I wouldn't mind taking uh, taking a chance on trying to get get for a trade. It might be kind of hard, but he's had a couple other stink like stink games, like five point games, four point games here and there. And i think that's someone i'm currently looking at as a trending up player
1: yeah i mean i think not only him but like there's so many young players right now that are just like not performing the way that they that people expected and i think a lot of people are you know willing to maybe get off of some of these young guys just because they're going like you know this isn't what i signed up for and that could be good for you right like Paulo banchero's out of the top 100 like he's probably a little bit too big of a name, but like, would you press it all if he finished like in the top sixty Maybe. for the rest of the season? I wouldn't. Eight and so he's got the playing time. One, most important thing in fantasy, right? Um, Kaelin for the Pistons. Another guy, like he's had some flashes, some good games. Another guy mm-hmm. who's like he's outside the standard league mix right now, but like another guy that I'm thinking, like you know, they're gonna give this guy a bunch of minutes late in the season, and that's what you want.
0: Absolutely. I'm looking high and low too like the Jalen Durans of the, of the world guys guys who are definitely on some waiver wires out there um I think if you are sitting pretty it doesn't hurt to take a chance on some of those guys who are outside the- I think Markel Fultz right Just, um put a string of games together lately he's got good rebounds he's got good assists he's getting crazy steals right now He's not going anywhere in that lineup. He's gonna, his minutes have consistently moved up as he's come back into shape after these injuries. Marco Fultz is another player, I think. I would want to have on my team for the rest of the year as a standard league player. If-
1: yeah, I mean, Marco Fultz has been good in, in, a, you know, in short stretches for a while, right? And so it's all about keeping him on the court, which we'll see if he can.
0: Yeah, I'm also kind of looking at my own team as well and just saying like, hey, are there some guys on my team that have been overperforming for the last 2 months? You know, like I, I look around uh, just in general in the league, right? Are there guys who have been overperforming for the last 2 months? How real is that overperformance, right? Julius Randall, um, is not was not a top 50 player last season, I don't think, right? If I'm if I'm remembering correctly. That's correct? A, he kind of struggled. Now he has been a, a top fifty player uh, two seasons ago, right? But he's a little bit up and down, a little bit streaky. Right now he's absolutely out of control. He's also playing about thirty eight minutes a game. Ah, uh, that's a lot of minutes. That's a lot of wear and tear. Uh, he is twenty eight years old, so it's, it's not like he's you know Paul's age or anything like that. But you know, is he overperforming right now, or is, is this the the, the Julius Randall we're going to get for the rest of the year? And do you want to like move Julius Randall at like a peak place? Uh, I look at him. I look at uh, uh, D'Angelo Russell. Right, D'Angelo Russell is thriving in a in a world where uh, Car Anthony Towns isn't there. They need somebody to like run the show, score some points. Is that going to be the role D'Angelo Russell is in for the rest of the season? Those are the questions I'm starting to ask about uh, very specific players around the league. Do you have Do you have any that you're kind of like eh, I don't know about this guy? Um, great, or he's good, but like he's not going to keep this up, you know.
1: Uh, the the question maybe is surrounding your Bulls for a lot of mine, right? Like, do the Bulls stay the course? Do they blow it up? This is 35th, right? The Rosen's 23rd, Mm -hmm. the Beans in the 40s. Like, are those people all still on the Chicago Bulls at the end of the season?
0: I don't know. Um, and I really that's a hard one. And as someone who's at least you know, follows the Bulls very closely, and Deals with a lot of bulls. There's there is no consensu- consensus on what they should do. There's been vibes certainly out there that they should blow it up because why are you playing for a play Like why are you bothering to do that? Um, but there's also a second other group of people who are saying Zach was injured last year. Zach still has is, is only now becoming healthy. Patrick Williams, um, also dealing with uh, some off and on injuries, also dealing with confidence, right? Patrick Williams has been playing better than he has in a while. Now, is he still, is he playing at the the heights that we thought that that pick would take? No, absolutely not. But there's been improvement. Zach has been improving. DeMar DeRozan is incredible. Um, and we still don't have Lonzo Ball. Now, Lonzo Ball doesn't sound like he's like, jumping so um, there is this kind of like if everything falls together is this back to like a, a top five team in the east or do we even want to wait that long um, because DeMar DeRozan is getting a little bit older and Alex Crusoe's contract and skill level is incredibly like valuable to any semi-contending to contending team in the league yeah Are these values, the values of these assets ever going to go, ever going to be higher than they are currently now? And I, I, I really don't know because the front office is new ish. Um, and I, I think they're more, certainly more bold than the previous front office who never made a fucking trade ever.
1: Yeah. And they're not the only team, right? Like Toronto's kind of in a similar boat. The Jazz, what are the Jazz going to do? And they have plenty of veterans that could help contending teams. And so, You could see a pretty wild trade deadline, which could change the fantasy value of a lot of different players.
0: I think it could change the outlook of almost entire leagues. I think trade deadline is going to shift the power balance in most fantasy leagues because we have this, we're sitting in this space, right? Where there's a lot of question marks. There is, um, I'm doing my calculations correctly. Um, eight games between being in the playoffs being actually, sorry, eight games between being the best team in the West or out of the playoffs.
1: Pretty crazy. Yeah. Not just 11th, 12th. Yeah. Like, what,
0: like you're in the, in the hot lottery. You get to you, you gotta have a hot lottery pick one injury to um, a major player on, on, Okay obviously if Jokic goes out but even like let's say jamal murray has to set out for a little bit right um sacramento kings have been very surprising being in that in, in that playoff run uh, heaven forbid Kawhi and uh, paul george fall apart again uh, i know paul george is actually currently out and quite still occasionally playing right um all of these teams are like one getting a guy back away from being the best team in the west and losing a guy from being like top five lottery pick. And it's pretty, I don't know. It's pretty nuts. I don't think I've ever, I can remember a season like that.
1: Oh, definitely not.
0: You got superstars like Bradley Beal. I mean, I know he just signed a huge contract or whatever. You got the Atlanta Hawks who are barely hanging on to uh, the East. Um uh, Like, Obviously Pistons and Charlotte are are done for, but I'm sure LeBron's going to be trying to get his ass into the playoffs. That's for sure. He's only got a handful. I mean, who knows how many years LeBron has. I've been saying he should be washed up for a while, but still pretty incredible at the game of basketball. Um, I think if you feel like giving up on your current fantasy basketball team, you are incorrect. You're doing it far too soon. And I think there is going to be a ton of um wire guys, low hanging fruit, um, and and risks you can take to get yourself. I, I think in the same way that you you know some of these teams are you know just a handful of games out of the playoffs. No matter how bad you are currently, chances are you're only a handful of games out of the playoffs.
1: All right, and you're just one good trade away from getting back in.
0: Absolutely. One of the one of the guys that I'm looking at, who's underperforming right now, um, shooting under 40 percent, another guy. I I really, really don't like guys who shoot under 40 percent. I just like if they if I see the damn three on the uh, stat sheet, I just go, okay, cool. I'm not interested, no matter how good you are. But But this is a guy I have faith in. This is a guy who uh, actually won me, um, helped me win a league. Last year, in the second half, Terry Rozier. Who, notoriously, not a good, uh, you know, not a crazy efficient shooter, like shooting borderline 50% for like the last third of the year and scoring out of his damn mind right now. I mean, let's go see where, where is, where is that Terry Rogier? Where is he currently ranked? Where's old Terry Rogier? He's currently ranked 124th, shooting about 40%. he can get that pace back up to what he did last year, not even like shooting close to 50% down the stretch, but I'm talking about if he can get about to 43, 44%, um, points go up. Likely, um, you know, you get a couple more, a three or a little bit more close to a, a whole three more from Terry Rozier in that particular case. And, you're sitting on a guy who's uh, averaging over 20 points a game, point guard who's getting you over four rebounds, over five assists, and close to a steal. I wish you could get those steals up, right? Like, that's a guy right now who's well outside of the top 100, a guy who could easily play at a top 75 rate for the rest of the year.
1: Oh, for sure. But I think Fred Van Vliet's kind of the, the better version of the same thing, right? Like, Van Vliet's shooting terribly. But, like, if Fred Van Vliet just goes to 40%, he goes from the 38th ranked player to the 20th ranked player.
0: We and we said this uh, preseason, right? We were like, Van Fleet is a turn level, top of the second round level player. And I, I still stand by that. And if you, you know, punt goals, I'm just going to turn field goals off real quick on this uh, on hashtag basketball's fancy basketball rings. That's how qu- quickly I can do it. Just one click of the button. Uh, Fredrick Fleet's the 15th overall player. You do not include field goal percentage, 15th, which is, you know, top of the first, second round, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and that's what I mean. And like, I think he's really undervalued in leagues and he's really shooting the ball poorly. And some people are just going to run from that and be like trading him for peanuts. And that's just a mistake. Now,
0: I think even though a lot of people do end up punting a uh, field goal percentage, um, especially in, in Roto leagues, people care about that kind of stuff. I also think our teams that end up fi- like thinking they're going to punt field goal percentage and they end up having a really good field goal team. And now they're sitting here with this guy who's dragging them down. Maybe they got one or two guys who are just dragging them to the bottom. Like Desmond Bain's shooting 43%, Right. Uh, that's that's not a Des- That's not what we've seen from uh, uh, Desmond Bain in the last two seasons. Last two seasons, uh, Desmond Bain has shot much closer to forty-seven percent. Last season, he shot forty-six percent with fourteen attempts. He's taken sixteen attempts uh, this season. He's shooting forty-three and a half. The last thirty days, he's shot thirty-six percent. Now, granted, he's coming off a little bit of an injury. He's working his way back in, right? But there's another guy I think you could easily take advantage of. Uh, percentages are like the best thing that's like, oh, yeah, it's, he's terrible. It's like, no, nope. uh, he's just not. Reverting back to the mean yet. And it's the same thing with guys who are shooting out of their mind. I think Jeremy Grant, somebody who's shooting out of his fucking mind right now. And he has for most of the season uh, over in Portland. Oh, is that going to be a full season of Jeremy Grant, though? To see a whole season of Jeremy Grant shooting. um. Over
1: 50%? I mean, it's down to 40. Last season, you shot 42%. Yeah, but he was the number one option. Like, he's getting a lot more space playing off, you know, Lillard and those guys. You know. Sure. It's not crazy. It's, it's probably... But over 50 is crazy, It's I probably going
0: to regress a little. Sure. Is it, isn't his, his three-point percentage um high as well? Like, it's... It's unusual, right? And maybe it's just like, "Hey, man, jeremy Grant's got to figure it out." He's twenty years old; he's in the middle of his prime, and he's now playing in a system that allows him to work within his game. Forty-four
1: point two percent from three; he's thirty-six percent career shooter.
0: In my opinion, though, last few weeks jeremy Grant's playing the best basketball he's ever played. You could sell this is that's another sell high moment. Maybe he doesn't revert to the mean, but if you're selling at value. Um, let's, you're getting a one for one for Jeremy Grant, right? All right. Well, you just got a guy maybe who's in the middle of his um, bell curve, the guy who's at the top of his bell curve. So the guy you get could end up, you know, playing out of his mind for at least like three weeks, uh, four weeks maybe during the playoff weeks uh, during the season. You're getting a guy with that higher ceiling, and I think that that move for a high that one to one move for a guy with a higher ceiling with a guy who's already playing at his ceiling. I think it's always a smart move. A trade that you can look at here, kind of like in this week 13, 14, halfway through oh, the season. Oh, for sure.
1: And I think, too, the, the time for tanking is going to catch up to us real fast, too. Just because, you know, so many of these teams are going to want to try to give their, themselves the best lottery odds to get Wembe So, like, would you be surprised if Thunder, shortly after the All-Star break, just, like, tell, say, Shea Gilles, who says Alexander has some foot injury and doesn't play the rest of the season? Like, I wouldn't.
0: Hmm. Would not be surprised at all. I'm looking
1: at um, Thunder.
0: I'm looking at LaMelo Ball. Uh, like you said, the Toronto Raptors are a big question mark. Bradley Bill's a big question mark. I think that's going to be a little bit later because they are in that contention for that play in. Um, but Detroit's already just saying, all right, here's the young guys, get them out there. Orlando, got Mo Wagner getting heavy minutes playing fantasy-relevant basketball out there. Like, good fantasy-relevant basketball.
1: Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I don't think – I think this is just the start. And so we can can, can see some weird lineups, some wild performances, some guys like you said, like top 100, top 75 for the – you know, after the all-star break portion of the season because they're literally getting 35 minutes a game because their team wants to lose.
0: Absolutely. He was a guy who I think is a nice candidate. He's actually already getting 35 minutes a game. I Just think, actually, he's I actually think this guy's good. I don't think this is like a, oh, he's gonna get the playing time and now he's gonna get wild out. I think this guy's actually just an, he's improving. Um, Kevin Porter Jr. I just think he's like he's he's kind of been that guy. Everybody's like, oh yeah, he's gonna be sick. He's gonna be so good. He's great steals, great rebounds, et cetera, et cetera. And honestly, last season, a bit disappointing. The assists were there but he was shooting so poorly field goal, very poorly from free throw. And he's kind of started out the season the same way over the last like month or so field goal percentage is trending up and that could be a fluke. He's like shooting like almost 48%. I don't think it's going to be that good. Uh, but as you can see with that trend up, right. His shit. Every one of his, um, has have gotten better. He's got more points, more threes even more rebounds, more assists. And that's what I like about it, right? It's not unless he's shooting better and he's getting more points. Seems like he's figuring out the game a little bit better. He's getting his assists are trending up. His rebounds are trending up. His steals trending up. I like it when those intangible stats that where you're just like, you're just your game's kind of just improving just a little bit more. Um, I like to see that type of uh, type of progress and to see it halfway through the season for a guy like Kevin Porter Jr. who a lot of people had a uh, potential hopes on, so maybe they're just a little bit early. Another guy for the second half. I'm keeping an eye on maybe even trying to make a one for one move Kevin Porter Jr.
1: Yeah, and I mean his backcourt partner in Houston's another guy like Jalen Green's sneakily two hundred and twenty eighth and, you know, he just shoots a little bit better from the field. Like he's gonna be another guy who's inside that one hundred. quickly right and right you, like you mentioned like they're gonna get tons of opportunity they have 10 wins right now like they're not gonna stop playing those guys
0: they are definitely not going to be stopped playing those guys
1: and like I'm,
0: jabari smith's not been good but like i don't know if you're not like keep an eye on those guys at the bottom poku all those guys who kind of like come and go or some of the young guys who just really haven't like either gotten a chance or, uh, like, Terry Eason just never figured it out. You know, he was, like, sometimes good in Houston, sometimes not. Um, the, uh, who, why can't I think of his name? Oh, Keegan Murray. Keegan Murray's another guy, where it's like, all right. Now the Kings are doing well, so maybe they're not going to try to play him for minutes or anything like that, but I'm just keeping an eye on this guy.
1: Just in case. Walker Kessler's an interesting guy, um, too, if the Jazz decide to, decide to go to You're in Oh my God, yes. You know what I mean? Now, maybe they'll try to stay in the play race. Like, it'd be interesting to see which way they go at the trade deadline. But, like, Kessler in 18.6 minutes a game, like, he's averaging almost two blocks, six rebounds, seven points. Like, he gets it up to like 25. He's going to be real interesting.
0: I like Kessler um, a lot. He could be a very fun fantasy player. And it could be one of those uh, instances where he's a fun fantasy player in the right circumstance. And like next season, they like retool their team and he's back on the bench. And then it's like, whatever, right? It's not like a, oh man, you just got like, if you're in like a dynasty league, you know, it's not like you, uh, the jackpot or anything like that. Like, on the other hand, he might build himself into a starting, as he started a handful of times, but he, he might build himself into even a better player as, as time goes on, as he gets those reps, et cetera. But like. Really, we really have a lot of basketball to play, a ton of basketball to play, and the trade deadline. I think is. We always think it's going to be wild. When it's wild, it's not, and when it's not, it's wild, right? But I think this might be one of those years that lines up. It's going to be. We think it's going to be wild, and it is going to be wild.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's still too early to say, but it's trending that way. I
0: um, I had a, I got a good, a good question. Um, to me the other day from a listener. Um, that was a pretty good question because I, I didn't, I really didn't have an answer. Um, who do you have, who do you like the rest of the season? It goes back to our injury problems. Who do you like best rest of the season? Chris
1: Middleton or Brandon Ingram? Brandon Ingram's been a weird injury because like there never seems to be any updates on that.
0: Uh, I was like, uh, oof have enough information to answer this question at all seen chris middleton play then disappear you haven't seen brandon ingram in a while yeah what's he like 15 games
1: played for the whole season like he's been like the last 15 i think i'd go middleton there just i feel a little bit better about things because the bucks will at least give you an update at some point whereas this ingram thing has just been weird like it didn't seem like it was that bad when he first happened and he's just hasn't eaten forever.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm certainly worried about both of those guys and we've seen, uh, you know, some other bucks take, uh, take the lead there uh, while he's out. I, I, I don't know if I could recommend any with some of these recent injuries. I don't know if I could recommend anybody with like Brant out. Or um, I mean, it's very obvious uh, if you haven't already noticed, Anthony did with Anthony Davis out. Ms. Um, Bryant is putting up, a, he's getting the Enos Cantor award this season, I think. Fair. Crazy points, crazy rebounds, nothing else. Yeah, good for him. Need a crazy rebound, crazy points guy. Usually, actually, Bobby Portis has been holding down. Actually, Bobby Portis does a little bit more than crazy points and rebounds, but. He's been good at that lately as well, with Giannis out, Um, and I think Thomas Bryant's been holding his own. Definitely worth uh, should be owned in all leagues really. Until yeah, it'll
1: be interesting for two players. I think uh, with KD has to miss a lot of time. Ben Simmons, can he get back to scoring like fifteen points a game? That's a big question mark, right? Like I I don't really know the answer, Um, but Mm -hmm. he's obviously gonna have the opportunity if if Durant misses time. And the other guy that interests me is T.J. Warren. He had some interesting games like in the last you know, five or six where a 23-point mm-hmm. game, an 18-point game, a 15-point game. You know, can he ramp up to play 30-plus minutes? And if he can, can he sc- you know, get back to scoring the way he was? What is that, like three years ago now?
0: I think that was about three years ago, which uh, that's why I don't know if TJ Warren's got it in him. Uh, and there's like a couple guys on this team that like – we have seen them do very fun, fancy basketball stuff, like Patty Mills. Um, but then Patty Mills plays about 13 minutes a game at this point, right? Is that gonna, is it going to go to him for bench scoring? I could, but like I highly doubt it, right? It does seem like TJ Warren, Seth Curry, might be the two guys who they go to to make up the 30 freaking points that kind of Durant scores every single night maybe a little bit more Joe Harris in the world but um I think you hit it on the nail on the head where it's like Ben Simmons needs to appear and assert himself yeah I don't know if he can
1: I don't think any I quite frankly I can't recommend any athletes, right yeah I mean the Nets roster is difficult to project
0: And we, I think we set up preseason, right? If there's an injury to KD or or Kyrie sits out, it's not looking good for the Nets. I guess, I mean, I I guess you could say that for anybody. Um, any other, I guess, um, tidbits you want to uh hit upon going into week 13 here? Um, taking a look back at the schedule like you're saying there's a ton of back-to-backs within here it's not like i can go say all right here's three teams here's
1: the yeah, players. It, the it's gonna teams. matter what days you need and whatever like uh, you know if you're playing in a weekly league obviously you want to get as many four game guys as you can there's you know a, a good portion of the league is playing four games so you should be able to find somebody on the way where that's playing four games that can help you um also you know when, when playing the back-to-back game like it's smart to watch for certain teams because, like, you know, the Mavericks hit out Luka Doncic on back-to-backs a lot. So, like, is he going to play next Sunday at Portland? Maybe not, right? And so then mm-hmm. there's going to be new opportunities and different opportunities for those teams, right? Like, he missed uh, this Sunday's game because it was a second night with we back-to-back. So um, that can help you a lot, too.
0: As always... You gotta you gotta pay attention. You gotta uh, you gotta go out, look at your own team, look at your schedule. You gotta pay attention to what's going on on a day to day basis. See who's starting, see who's not. I think um, Shea Vestwell's got a great little like who's the next man up kind of tool up there. If you think you know, hey, I think uh, what's what's going to happen here uh, with uh, with all these injuries in um, well, not guess there's not a lot of injuries in Boston, but uh, marcus smart did leave the game had to get x-rays uh those x-rays were negative and you're like oh who's going to take marcus spot uh marcus Smart's spot like i don't know another guard right well no it could be grant williams Grant williams if he plays heavy minutes is a, a really good stream um so i think paying attention to that kind of stuff is easier when you use the tools at hashtag basketball.com uh, which i i find very uh, convenient i think if you're paying attention to those little things a couple rebounds here a couple steals here get you a couple points each week and all of a sudden you're ready to make a move when the trade deadline hits now you're in the playoffs and like i said anything anything can happen I, this is like i don't think anyone should be desperate right now or feeling desperate in a season there's a lot of basketball to play and as we actually just saw in the last like 10 days of people who just go out at once which is not great you don't want that but we are yeah for sure All right, well i think that is it for week 13 if you guys have any questions comments hit us up on twitter you can find me at watch the boxes tyler uh, where we find you on twitter Beautiful. uh if you like the show please rate review us or hit us up give us like two bucks on patreon.com watch watching the boxes. Two bucks a month. That's it. That's all. It's not even a lot. $2. With inflation the way it is, Tyler, $2. I, you can't even buy a dollar for $2. All right. That's all we're asking for. All the money goes back into like getting Tyler uh, and me new microphones, because I don't know how good this audio sounds every once in a while. Um, appreciate you guys who are Patreons. We love you guys. We love the support. Thank you for continuing to listen. I know we've had... Uh, a handful of pauses in our recording this season so far but it's been a weird year it's been a busy year and hopefully you had an enjoyable holidays welcome to the new years and we will see you next time